0: Hello, and welcome to the Fashionable Journey podcast. I am your host, Gwen Miller Seto, and I am so excited to be bringing this show to you. For the past two decades, I have had the privilege of working at some amazing companies with incredibly talented people. Since I love a deep conversation and have a true curiosity, I started this podcast to connect with others and chat about their journeys with a focus on their careers in fashion. These are their stories to give you a behind-the-scenes look at working in the industry and related fields. We may start out talking about fashion, but who knows where the conversation will go. So whether you are just starting out, well into your career, or just curious, it's never too late for a fashionable journey, and thank you for joining us. Hello, and welcome to this episode titled The College Years, because that is what I'm going to talk about today, and very creative, I know, but I'm also going to talk about a couple concepts that actually relate to us no matter where we are in our journey. Um, I think this will be particularly helpful for those in high school thinking about going to college, but also those in college, obviously. But also the concepts that I'm going to talk about today really apply to us anywhere we are today. Before I get into my college experience, I want this concept to sit with you during this episode. Um, This concept applies to all of us, regardless of where we are in life, from the college freshman to the CEO and founder. So here we go. I heard it from Mel Robbins, who wrote The Five Second Rule and The High Five Habit. She said, and I quote, the bottom line is no one is coming. No one. No one's coming to push you. No one's coming to tell you to turn off the TV. No one's coming to tell you to apply for that job that you've always dreamt about. It's up to you. You've got to push yourself. You're always going to need to give yourself a push. So that being said, college is the first foray into true adulthood This is the fun, amazing practice round of the real world. It is this amazing opportunity of discovering what you truly enjoy, exploring subjects and fields that may have been foreign to you before, and forging those relationships that may last a lifetime. And all of it is on you. It's your responsibility to get the education you want. To Mel's point, no one is getting you out of bed. No one is checking in to see if you did the homework on time. You have to show up for yourself, because honestly, if you can't be there for yourself, then why would anyone else? This is a great habit and mindset, really, to start to adopt now, because this will serve you so well throughout your lifetime. Within the same quote from Mel, she says, It's up to you, and because you're only ever going to do the things that you feel like doing right now that feel good right now, unless you understand that you've got to parent yourself, you're not going to make your dreams come true. For your reference, I've put Mel Robbins' video in the show notes on the Fashionable Journey website. What my intent is by quoting Mel Robbins is to say, take advantage of your college or university experience. I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison for my undergrad degree. As my ego mentioned in the first episode of this podcast, I was pre-med my freshman year because I honestly thought I wanted to be a doctor. Sometimes I still have the what-ifs, but I discovered by the end of that freshman year that there was a textile and apparel design major that was affiliated with the Fashion Institute of Technology, and that felt like a better fit for me. So I switched. And shortly into the program, I wanted more. I wanted more options and to see if there were other fields that I could combine with fashion. So I took a couple extra courses, like journalism and retail math, only to realize that I really wanted a business minor, so I added that to my plate. What I really found out was that I probably would never make a good accountant. Oof. (laughs) I mean... Honestly, definitely not my best work in that class. I got a BC, and the last time that I ever had a C was in fourth grade for history. Obviously, that was traumatic if I can remember that. But back then, when I got that C in history, I was so upset because fourth grade was the first year of letter grades, and I wanted better for myself. So fast forward to that accounting class, and honestly, I wasn't upset I was relieved. My perspective had changed slightly, and I wanted to do well, but it was more about actually understanding the topic and being able to apply it, which I think is really a note of distinction. Learn to understand so that you can really take it and apply it to your work. So often we cram and memorize for a test, but it doesn't fully register. So do yourself the favor and be curious and really try to learn it. So besides taking courses outside my major, I also had a variety of jobs. I truly believe there is something to learn from every job that you have. For instance, I was a sales assistant at a local bridal shop, learning about silhouettes that flatter different body types and also production calendars. One morning a week, I would assist the head seamstress with alterations. I don't like to admit that I know how to sew because, honestly, I don't enjoy doing it, and I'm not good at it. It's full disclosure. But um, a little fun random fact that I got from that job was if you prick your finger and you get your blood on a white dress, all you have to do is spit on it because your, your saliva contains an enzyme that gets the blood stain out. Note that only your saliva gets out your blood in a small stain. This isn't like a large thing, but um, other saliva will not work. So crazy, right? But I digress. So back to the jobs. I was also a curatorial assistant at the Helen Louise Allen textile collection at UW-Madison, which really developed my research skills and required me to be very detail-oriented. And it was a really cool job, and the garments that I got to see and the historical pieces were fascinating. So again, it's about cultivating that curiosity. I've also worked retail, which is the best interaction with customers, plus understanding the operations side of the business from the ground up. However... My real pride and joy at Wisconsin was founding a club. The situation was that the school had eliminated the fashion runway class, which was always in the spring semester, and it culminated in a runway show of everyone's term garments. The program at Wisconsin was only three years, so you could take this course in your second and third years of the program. So when was this class eliminated, you ask? Well, it was taken off the curriculum, as you might guess, after my first year, just when I was eligible to take it. So I spoke to the department head and asked that if I started a club, could the club put on a runway show? After she said, why not? I started the process of creating the club by applying and then registering this. I called it the Textile and Apparel Student Association, or TASA for short, and I made myself president. Elected a VP, a secretary, a treasurer, and all the students in the program became members. I won't bore you with all of the details. So for the next two years, we put on a fashion runway, fundraising, writing grants and donation requests, and ultimately producing a show. I was really proud of this. TASA existed for many years later, and today I think it's been renamed ATA, or Apparel and Textile Association, And I'm sure the purpose has evolved too. The story that I really wanted to touch upon, though, today was when I was applying to the Fashion Institute of Technology. The process at the time was submitting your portfolio and resume. And when I was reviewing this with the department head, she said that I needed to change one thing on my resume. Under the section of extracurriculars where I had, quote, founder and president of the Textile and Apparel Student Association, unquote. She said, you need to remove founder. You weren't the founder. Literally, it was like the record scratched. I stood there shocked and honestly embarrassed and confused. And I replied, how am I not the founder? I did the meetings, I filled out the paperwork, I registered the club myself, like, I had no help on this matter, how am I not the founder? To which she responded, well, it existed before, so I'm like, okay, when? And she said, I think it was about seven years ago, and I was like, well, what was the name? And she couldn't tell me the name, and so it really wasn't valid to me for her to make this comment, but... In that moment, I was completely taken aback. I really didn't know what to think because I completely disagreed with her. I honestly don't remember what I said after that, but I walked away from that meeting absolutely frustrated and feeling humiliated and worse, questioning myself and my hard work. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, and I would absolutely agree with that. It would take me years to recognize that her simple statement had quite the effect on me. Not only did it make me question myself, my work, what I had been doing, but I was also very apprehensive to take any ownership of my accomplishments. There is a term that is still being tossed around today called imposter syndrome, which is generally defined as feeling like a fraud and doubting your abilities. There's a really interesting article in the Harper Business Review that I will link to the show notes that discusses this phenomenon that disproportionately affects high-achieving people with whom many question the deservingness of their accolades. The article goes on to state that imposter syndrome directs our view towards fixing women at work instead of fixing the places where women work. Now, my experience didn't take place in the workplace. It took place in academia. But... It still doesn't dilute the fact that it was a life-altering moment for me. But this does now take me back to the first episode of this podcast where I'm discussing my why, why I started this podcast in the first place. And it was to discuss the what-ifs and to discuss that positive psychology statement that I had heard about, this is happening for me, not to me. What if she was testing me? What if she was seeing if I would stand up for myself or if I would defend my position or defend my reasoning for putting founder on my resume? What if that situation was actually showing me that something that I was so resolute about that somebody else could have a completely different opinion? What if it was simply getting me comfortable with uncomfortable situations? It could be all the above or none of the above, but I did leave it on my resume and I submitted it and I got into FIT and it was a really formative year for me that last year of college. And one of the things that I will recommend to anybody entering college, especially FIT or a design school where you're taking fashion design courses, especially pattern making, where there's going to be sewing, learn how to do basic sewing before you get in. And I say this from firsthand experience because my classmates from Wisconsin, we had three years of learning how to sew and sewing our own garments, which was super beneficial because the two-year program and one year at FIT is a very intensive course that goes fast and it's a lot of projects and it's not just one course. You usually have another two or three courses that you're taking. And the students that didn't know how to sew really suffered. And unfortunately, you are still having to present a garment that you sew. It's important to know the construction of a garment, especially as a designer, but also it's really important if you're in other fields, whether it's production or it's merchandising, when requests come in to know if that's even possible. And obviously in production, they're actually creating the garment. So it's very imperative to know what is possible. That being said, you're not going to be sewing when you enter the fashion industry, you're just not. It is a skill, and the people that are seamstresses and sewers are incredible. So it is really imperative to know the construction of a garment, to be able to collaborate with them, and to make your vision come true. Art historians have said that Pablo Picasso understood form, especially the human form, so well that he was able to play with proportion. He was able to play with the human form and other forms that he envisioned. The concept is the same. If you really understand how to put together a garment, how it plays with the body, then you can really start to play and play with your ideas and play with your vision and play with what could be the end result. On a total side note, if you're ever in Barcelona, they have an amazing Picasso Museum there, which is so inspirational and absolutely beautiful. So I highly, highly recommend going. Back to the college years. Um, I had several internships and I think I'm going to save that for my next monologue episode here. And so for now, I just want to say that the moral of this story is that you are responsible for your education and experience. So have fun with it. There are so many different opportunities out there, so be creative knowing that you can't go wrong because it is all happening for you. The lessons, the learnings, the networking, etc., etc. And to bring it full circle, quoting Mel, no one is coming, but you got this. Unless you're living with a roommate or a significant other and you maybe perhaps left your dishes in the sink by accident, then you can bet your ass that they are coming. They are coming to tell you to clean up your shit, or at least I imagine so. I do not know firsthand. But anyway, parting words to live by, right? Clean up your mess. Before I completely sign off for today, I have so many little bits of advice and nuggets of experience here. So if you have any specific questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram at the fashionable Journey. And thank you so much again for listening, and I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to The Fashionable Journey podcast. I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to join us, and I hope you had fun. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and feel free to share with others. If you really love the show, let me know by leaving a five-star review. To get in touch with me, please DM me on Instagram at the fashionable Journey. And if interested in the show notes or in my career coaching services, please go to the website, which is thefashionablejourney.com for more information. Please join us next time. And until then, I'm wishing you all the magic and joy while navigating life and fashion with style.